Everyone needs a pastor. A visit to the pastor's study brings biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you and help from those with proven experience in Christian service. We want you to be part of the program during the 30 minutes ahead. To visit the pastor's study today, text your question at 516-367-0391. Again, that's 516-367-0391. Now welcome to today's Visit to the Pastor's Study with Pastor Bill Shishko. And I am your host, Pastor Bill Shishko. We invite your calls. Now, if you're listening on Saturday, the live call-in number is 631-955-5400, 631-955-5400, or you can call any time in the week with your text questions, 516-367-0391. Well, this month is Education Month on a visit to the pastor's study. And I want to begin the month thinking together with you about children's literature. I may not realize it, but the world of children's literature, a world you can enter at your local library, is, um, is very different than it was even a decade ago, not only in the young adult and middle grade collection of books, but even on the elementary reader level. It isn't difficult to find books that drive LGBT themes in the name of diversity, uh, books promoting extreme left-wing political and social activism, and books committed to very radical environmentalism that fosters fear in the name of, quote-unquote, science. And traditional families led by a husband and wife are subtly or not so subtly replaced by families led by two mommies or two daddies, and traditional male-female gender roles are again subtly or not so subtly undermined by ruthless women in, well, Games of Thrones scenarios, or feminized men with no clear sense of their identity or role in life as protectors and providers and, and leaders. Your library and your book searches on the Internet present you with a brave new world of children's literature. There are good things in it, but there's a lot of dangerous things, too. So to help us make our way through the world of children's literature... I've asked writer Janie B. Cheney to be my guest for this edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. Janie's columns in World Magazine are among my favorites and that outstanding Christian periodical. But it was her article, Against the Grain, giving an overview of recently published children's books that got me thinking about the subject. I'm glad that Janie can be with us today. Janie Cheney lives in Missouri. Along with writing for World Magazine, she writes novels, and good ones, I might add, for young adults. She's the author of the Wordsmith Creative Writing Series, and she also reviews books at redeemedreader.com, an excellent resource for parents and other educators who are trying to navigate the choppy waters of the children's book world, redeemedreader.com. If you're listening on Saturday, you can call in with your question. That live call in number 631-955-5400. Or you can text your questions anytime in the week, 516-367-0391. Put that under Pastor Bill, 516-367-0391. Janie Cheney, hey, thanks for being with us today on a visit to the pastor's study. Oh, you're welcome, Bill. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Janie, t tell us a little bit about how important children's fiction is. Well, this is a huge question. Um, as you 
probably realize reading for pleasure has declined across the board. Um, adults, teens, kids, nobody reads for pleasure near as much as they used to, except in school. And that's where kids have to read. Um, you know, they, there are all kinds of reading programs, and they're expected to read fiction, write book reports, you know, just like you did in school. You're still doing that. Children's publishing, in fact, is the one sector of the publishing world that has actually grown. Interesting. In Interesting. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's at, at least it's, main, it's maintained stability, and uh, in many years it has grown. So authors, teachers, publishers, they all understand how impressionable kids are. So children's fiction has always had a strong moral component. This has always been true, you know. We, we want kids to value certain things and imitate certain models, Christians as well as non-Christians, any, anyone who values passing on, um, passing on their standards to children. But, as you know, <laughs> values are diverging, and that's why Christians especially need to be aware of what is going on in children's publishing and uh, be ready to offer positive alternatives. So I realize this, Janie, is, is a massive topic, but especially on, on we'll say, let's say, the elementary and middle levels. What are the types and even maybe some titles of the fiction that children should be reading? How would you direct parents in their libraries in that regard? Uh, well, a lot of parents rely on the classics. And I would certainly second that. We want our kids to read the classics, to be become familiar with really great writing. Classics have endured for a reason. And also, we want to acquaint them with what we would call old-fashioned values, which tended to be more in line with Christian values than they are now. Uh, but I think they need some good contemporary fiction as well. Um, they can. They need to meet characters that they can identify with, characters who are going through through uh, similar situations that they may be experiencing in the world today. Uh, but they also need challenging fiction, um, and that is characters that they may not automatically identify with, characters who are from a different culture or a different race or a different background. They need that, too. And uh, that's one good thing about contemporary fiction is that you have much more of that. Are there particular authors, Janie, that, that come to your mind that, that parents could, could be considering for books for, uh, on, on both the elementary and middle, middle levels? Yeah, there's an author that we've discovered on, uh, at Redeemed Reader. Uh, Jason Reynolds is black. He is very popular these days. He comes out, oh, he, he must publish two or, two or three books a year. And they have been very uh, awarded, much awarded, much recognized. I like him because, especially for uh, middle grades, he does not talk over the kids' heads. He presents them with relatable characters who are not necessarily black, but a lot of them are. They grow up in the hood. And they're, um, they just have really good, good values at the same time as they present other ways of looking at things. Jason uh, Reynolds. Not, yeah. Jason Reynolds. Oh, okay. He's not a Christian, so far as I know, but his mother is, and okay. <laughs> and he, I, I, you can tell that he kind of grew up in a in a church background, and he is sympathetic, at least, okay. to uh, to Christian values, especially for middle grade. I think he's a he's a good bet. 
We've also discovered a woman named Natalie Perkins. Natalie is from uh, India, from Bengal, and she has lived in the States ever since she was 12. And she has written some excellent books for young adults and um, some, somewhat, yeah, for middle graders, too. And these are, um, you know, she presents children with different cultures and different um, backgrounds, again. But her, her writing is excellent, and her values are very strong. And, Janie, you give input to World Magazine when they have their periodic uh, book issues, right? Right. Um, I think about, it was about six years ago, I suggested to Marvin Olasky, the editor, that World should be paying more attention to children's publishing. And uh, they do have a column every issue on children's books. They recommend four children's books um, per issue. But they also, annually, they put out a special children's book section. And I serve on the committee to choose a children's book of the year uh, that that world can recommend. Yeah, very important resource for our listeners, World Magazine, which, which I think you'll be telling us more about a little bit later. Janie, I, I, don't, uh, I don't want to go too far afield, but with the competition of video games and the like, how do you get young children to read and enjoy reading? I, I, I'm not. I would hope that that would happen through the schools, but I'm not always sure it does. What are some of your recommendations on that in that level? True, like I said, uh, children are expected, required to read books in public schools, but they also have these Chromebooks now. So many, many public schools are using screens, computer screens. To Teach. Uh, so kids are composing in that, they're reading in that, and um, that's the first thing I would do is limit screen time uh, at home, and I would certainly love to do it at school. Um, as far as besides that, I think parents need to read to children when they're very young, and I'm probably preaching to your choir here. I think most of your listeners probably realize that. But it's just something we have to make time for. You begin reading to them when they're old enough to sit on your lap and pay attention to pictures, but you don't quit. I know many families who have continued reading into the teen years even. They take turns reading. They they read books together as a family. And that's just a wonderful bonding experience as well as um, interesting or enjoyable literary experience, too. Let them see you reading, uh, even when you're not reading to them. They need to see you reading books. And I would add, too, that parents can be a little more intentional about choosing books. It used to be that you could just take your kids to the library, drop them off, and let them run the stacks to their heart's content. But I would recommend taking a little more interest in what they're choosing, what they're picking out. Uh, Do some of that browsing yourself. Take an afternoon and just uh, see what's out there, see what looks interesting. Choose books that might appeal to them personally. Yeah, I was just going to, the 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 counsel that was given when I was being brought up when we were being brought up because we're basically the same age is read what you enjoy reading and that will right. that will perpetuate an enjoyment of reading. That's spot on, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll start with that, but yeah. also I think parents can be a little more intentional about encouraging kids to broaden their interests. 
because there is a lot out there now. Yeah, it's and, and the, your caution about what the children are reading. We had for a year we had a, a, a senior in high school from Eritrea who, who lived with us, and um, he, he, he was introduced in his English class to things I was not familiar with because our our biological children had been out of the home for some years, and and he was embarrassed by a lot of what he read, and I was appalled at it. So I, I'd urge. Right. Parents, please be aware of what your children are reading. My, my guest today is Janie B. Cheney, a columnist for World Magazine, but she does a lot of other things we're going to hear about in a moment. We'll be back with Janie after this message from the voice of a visit to the pastor's study. It's not enough to listen to pastors on the radio or to watch them on television. Everyone needs a biblically faithful pastor and everyone needs a biblically faithful church. A Visit to the Pastor's Study is a ministry of the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches in the metropolitan New York area. We're no substitute for a faithful pastor in a local church, but we are a supplement. Visit our website, www.visitthepastorsstudy.org, and you can bring the ministry of this program right to your electronic device. Here you'll find archives of past programs, a weekly message from Pastor Bill's Pastor's Post, helps for pastors, helps for congregation members, material for officer training, and much more. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. And we also invite you to contact the host of this program, Pastor Bill Shishko. You can email him at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. He'd love to hear from you so that he can bring his pastoral ministry to you personally. That's visitpastorbill.com. Bill at gmail.com. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. And now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. Your host, Pastor Bill Shishko, here with you today. It's children's literature that's our topic. My guest is Janie Cheney, columnist for World Magazine, writer of novels for young adults, author of the Wordsmith Creative Writing Series, and a book reviewer for RedeemedReader.com, which you'll hear more about in just a few minutes. You can get a window on Janie's World at her website, www.jbchaney, is spelled C-H-E-A-N-E-Y.com, and you can follow her on Twitter at jbchaney, C-H-E-A-N-E-Y. Your text questions are welcome on any topic, any time during the week, 516-367-0391. We put those questions together for future programs. You can call my study if you'd like to speak with me personally, 516-593-1507. Or perhaps better, email me, visit Pastor Bill, all one word, visitpastorbill at gmail.com. Janie, talk with us about using children's literature to help young people develop a Christian worldview. Oh, I'd love to. Um, the way I see it, the great value of fiction is not in teaching truth. Uh, didactic fiction usually doesn't work that well as fiction. But what fiction can do better than anything else is illustrate truth or even illuminate truth. And that's because fiction allows a reader to actually enter another life and experience other thoughts and ask themselves, well, how would I respond in a situation like that? Or they may ask, is that the right thing to do? Why or why not? What does the Bible say? So fiction allows children an opportunity to interact with other lives and explore their own um, 
explore their own worldviews in comparison to that. Interesting. Now, that, that doesn't come just by reading Christian fiction, though, right? I mean, you know, oh, some yeah. parents, they're so concerned they're only going to have their children reading Christian things. Right, and I can understand that, but the value of fiction is not just presenting us with good examples. It's also giving us something to push back against. And some of the most instructive experiences come from engaging non-Christian worldviews. Yeah. You know, kids need to exercise their spiritual muscles. Right. And yeah. they do that by pushing back. Also, literature is an excellent way to help them learn to recognize other worldviews because it can be very subtle, and they have to have their uh, their antenna up, you know, to right. recognize these things. Yeah, we would do that as our children got older. What What are the underlying... Um, we call them presuppositions. I'd say there's these floorboards we walk on that sort of determine exactly. the way we think. I, I'm, I'm quite intrigued with the website that you write for, redeemedreader.com. How can that site be of help to parents and other educators, Janie? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, we started Redeemed Reader. I have three colleagues now. We started Redeemed Reader almost nine years ago, specifically as a way to help parents and teachers use literature to recognize and develop worldviews. That's not all we do. Of course, we encourage reading for fun and profit. Uh, We post an average of four reviews per week, and it's mostly recent books, mostly recent fiction and nonfiction, plus book lists and other features. Sometimes we review classic books or what we call retro books that were published maybe 20 years ago, but still good. Uh, so we we do a lot, but our our core, what makes us different, I think, is that we we really push using literature to explore worldview and develop worldview. Yeah, I was impressed with that, and also the fact <laughs> as I was looking at it, of course, well, we don't have any little children in the house anymore, but books I had never heard of before, and it was fascinating to to read your overviews. That, that's redeemedreader.com. Janie, tell us about some of you, your books and where people can get them. Well, okay. I'll be glad to do that, too. Um, I do not have any novels in the pipeline right now. It's been uh, four years since I published a novel. I've just been doing other things recently, but um, my first novel was published in 2000, um, and then the last one in 2015. I have four historical and two contemporary. You can find them on Amazon. I guess the easiest way would be to search uh, search for J.B. Cheney, C-H-E-A-N-E-Y. I don't use my first name, Janey Cheney, just because it you know, sounds a little... It rhymes. It's easy to remember. It rhymes, so I use my uh, my initials. Okay. So they are available on Amazon.com. They are. JB Chain. Some are out of print, but you can still find them. What's What's your Wordsmith Creative Writing series? Well, those were my first published books. Um, They grew out of my homeschool experience. I started homeschooling in 1985. And even back then, I knew that I wanted to write someday, and I had done a lot of reading, so I felt like, you know, I knew how to do it, but I didn't know how to teach it. Uh, Quickly discovered that, so I found some useful resources, and I put together my own program. And over the years, I taught some classes of homeschool kids, so that gave me more experience, and I gradually distilled all of that into the three 
Wordsmith books. Uh, the first one that was published is for middle grades, uh, roughly sixth grade through eighth. Uh, that's called just called Wordsmith. The uh, second one I published is called Wordsmith Apprentice, and that's for grades four through six. There's some overlap there. And then the last one is called Wordsmith Craftsman, and that's for high school up to mm-hmm. college. Yeah, Wordsmith Creative Writing Series, especially homeschooling parents, look look into that. Now let's talk about my favorite news magazine, World. Janie, tell us a little bit about World Magazine. And I'm interested in where you get the ideas for your ever-fascinating columns in World Magazine. Well... Um, World is my favorite news magazine, too, and it's not just because I write for it. It's because you will not find um, those stories anywhere else. It's, uh, World covers national news, which you would hear on CBS or ABC or any, any news channel, but also uh, it covers international news. We tend to be too America-centric here in this country, so I really appreciate that about World. They have correspondents in other countries, other continents, who can report from the ground on what's going on. So, yeah, that's a that's a great resource for all Christians. Um, about my column, when I started writing a regular column in 2008, I wasn't really sure. They asked me to do a regular column, and I was thinking, well, okay, I would be glad to try it, but I don't know if be able to come up with enough material. So I asked, well, what, what do you want? You know, what are you interested in? And they said, oh, anything that relates to faith and culture. And I thought, well, that's a pretty wide field. I'll see what I can do with that. So the idea is I'm always um, trolling <clears throat> news and culture sites because I'm interested in that. I'm interested in education. I'm interested in the arts. I'm interested in literature. And that's a that's a very wide field of inquiry, so I can usually find um, something that I'm interested in just by trolling. Well, I commend you. Ideas will approach me, I'll <laughs> write them down, and yeah. I just never run short. They're fascinating, Janie. I just so appreciate your columns, and, and I'll amend everything you say about world. Real quickly, uh, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Well, there's a, you mentioned my writer's website. It's jbchaney.com, J-B-C-H-E-A-N-E-Y.com. There's a contact form on that website, and people are welcome to get in touch with me there. Or they could reach me at jbc at redeemedreader.com. Great. Hey, Janie, thanks so much for being my guest on A Visit to the Pastor's Study today. We come to counsel from the Pastor's Study, and boy, Janie's already primed the pump for this one. It's all in one word. Read. I think of the way the great 4th century church father, Augustine, came to faith in Christ. He heard a, a little girl singing a child's song that included the words in Latin, tole lege, take and read. So Augustine took up a Bible, began to read it, and was wonderfully converted to Christ. And in that spirit, I call upon you to read. The Christian faith is based on words and the word. We have God's great story in the 66 books of what we call the Bible, the book, books, and a book full of words. And the Savior and Lord we learn of in the book is called the Word. 
by words we express ourselves, and Jesus is the perfect self-expression of God. We learn about God by reading his word. And I can't overstate how important it is for you to read not just the Bible, but all kinds of good things like World Magazine and Janie Cheney's books. With good books, you enter, as Janie has said, other worlds, worlds of history, worlds of the lives of others, worlds of drama, worlds of tragedy, worlds of joy. And beyond that, reading forms your mind. Scientific studies show that our brains are formed differently by picture-based media like television, videos, and Instagram than they are by word-based media like books, audiobooks, and podcasts. And minds formed by word-based media are far better able to focus, to process information, to think logically and critically, and to interact in both conversation and writing, quite frankly, to the degree that a culture declines from being developed by words, it inclines in becoming susceptible to propaganda. It's scary to see that in our popular culture day, specifically in the world of politics. So please read, read the Bible, and read other good things. I appreciate your feedback. You can email me, visit pastorbill at gmail.com, or text me 516-593-1507. Remember, Sunday's the Lord's Day. Be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that is faithful to the Word of God. And remember, everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to this week's A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York Incorporated in the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches of Metropolitan New York and Connecticut. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. Listen in next week for another Visit to the Pastor's Study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.